Imagine you have 30,000 US dollars and a good friend and you would like to produce a short film. What would your short film be? Welcome to our next episode and listen in for an interview with Blaise Frank, film producer from the East Coast in the US. Welcome to the Brave Transition Podcast. Your hosts are Peggy Titmarsh and Cindy Hurley-Leister. I'm so happy to have you and spend time with you um, on our Brave Transition podcast. Uh, it's great to be here. A lot of fun. Great. Where, where are you right now? Uh, I am actually in uh, Connecticut in my childhood home um, because of the pandemic. So I, I left and, and came up here with my kids to get out of the city and uh, hunker down while the world, wow. <laughs> you know, tries to get back to normal. Yeah. And the city is New York City, right? So you were right in the center. I exactly. It started getting crazy and the school shut down and I didn't want to be stuck in a, a tiny apartment, you know, um, at, relative to what this house is. And at least here we're in the woods and we can get outdoors and there's no one around. So we can, you know, truly social distance, um, you know, with a little bit more comfort and, uh, and safety. So um, it's, it's, it's surreal to be sleeping in the room that I <laughs> <laughs> used as a kid. Um, but it's, it's interesting how, especially doing this, this podcast, this conversation, you know, talking about transitions and, and how we reflect and measure our lives. Mm. Um, you know, we're all kind of in this moment of, of, of kind of collective reflection, it feels like on some level. And, to be where I began, um, and then talking about uh, how I got here is 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 pretty interesting. It is, and, and I mean, I knew that you were in Connecticut, but looking at at it from this perspective, yeah, it totally makes sense that now is the right time to talk about your 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 different transitions, right? And um, to 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 from your childhood to to where you got now, so. Yeah, and um, and already like how you made that decision, you know, to 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 move your family, to your two daughters, uh, to to Connecticut to a safe space. I mean, that's already really bold and just just making acting on it and making that move. So I'm I'm glad you're safe and you're enjoying Connecticut as far as you can, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Great. So let's just jump right into it. Um, so what was your bravest transitions? Tell, tell us a little bit about it. Um, it's, it's interesting. I was, I was trying to kind of reflect on this before we, we got on the podcast and, um, and, and was trying to trace it back. And, and if I, I guess that there's this kind of flagpole for me um, in terms of the different um, for me, it's sort of like these, these jumps and, and kind of larger transitions that I've made over my life. But I think that there was this kind of pivotal moment when I had gone to, I had done my, my BA and I'll, I guess I'll unpack it because, yeah, um, yeah, please, there's a please. lot that surrounds yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, um, but it was this, it was this moment when I decided to make my first short film and mm -hmm. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, How old were you I, back then? I was uh, 25. Okay. So, um, mm -hmm. As I recall, yeah, I was around 25. Yeah, like in your, in your yeah. 20s. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, you know, I had, I had grown up in 
the theater and I was an actress and, you know, I was very dedicated and did, did a lot of work in the theater, um, musical theater and, and dramatic theater. Um, and I had gone to uh, a conservatory, an acting conservatory, several of them actually, and uh, had gone to uh, the London Academy of Music and Dramatic Arts in London. Mm -hmm. um, and then I decided to move to Paris and, uh, and I studied comparative literature and I got my BA and then my master's in comparative literature at the Sorbonne. And, and I, so Move moving back. from acting to like the literature, right? The more like reading research base, like. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So it was about, it was a like performance. And then it was, it was about looking at storytelling from a, a completely different perspective, more of an academic and intellectual, um, you know, I guess more disciplined in a certain, in a, in a different kind of context. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I, and I moved back to, the States to study my, to, to pursue my PhD at Columbia University. And I was in the English department and I was working for um, this uh, very well-known professor, Gayatri Spivak, who's brilliant. And, um, you know, and she dedicated her life to academia and, you know, it was, it, it, it opened my eyes in terms of, I, I loved some of the work that I was doing you know, within that space, but it wasn't enough. And mm. I didn't know what that next move was, but mm. I had always been creating and producing since the time I was kid. I was mm. a kid, just whatever I wanted. To, I wanted to do something. I would try to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And I would, I would kind of mobilize others to join me <laughs> in mm -hmm. my, in my, you know, my creative endeavors. Um, so that was just sort of like a, a long running theme in my life. And, and not by you know, yourself, was, but like in interaction with others. Exactly. It was yeah. always about collaboration. It was always mm -hmm. about connecting with people and always about mm -hmm. doing things together and creating. And I think it was about that kind of electric force of nature that happens when a group of people comes together and they work towards a similar goal um, that, that I just find really exciting. Mm -hmm. And and it's it's just sort of been my kind of oddly internal engine that I don't know where it comes from, but it just kind of fuels me and always has. And so I, I you know, was, was hanging out with a friend of mine, who's one of my oldest friends, and we decided like, we we're just like, oh, we should, he was an actor and we were both kind of writing and acting and thinking about something. Like, how do we get you know, ourselves out there. Let's make them, let's make our own movie because otherwise we don't have anything to show. We don't really have any tape. You know, we can record scenes, but it doesn't, it's not the same. So we, we wrote a script together and had no idea what we were doing and ended up raising $30,000 to, um, you know, produce and wow. he directed, I acted And that was in. before Kickstarter and all those things, right? Exactly. Like those, we were just, like, yeah, online um, fundraising um, like platforms. Wow. Exactly. And it was, um, but we did it in, you know, our, his hometown, which is Provincetown, Massachusetts on mm -hmm. Cape Cod and my, my summer residence. And, but we were always part of the community. And so we had a lot of support from the community and, mm -hmm. you know, people gave us, you know, free housing and my family had houses there as well. So we could bring the crew up and put them up for a week. And, you know, we got our locations for free, but it was, I think it was that endeavor where we just we just threw ourselves into it, um, spent more money than we should have, of course, mm -hmm. but it was it was this thing of like it was this moment of of self empowerment, and I and I think 
when I look back at most of the transitions in my life, it's, it's been informed by this, this strange instinct to, to achieve something in the short term that somehow connects to the larger connectivity or goal or whatever path, you know, this kind of mm. this, um, career path that I've been on for a long time that's evolved. And, and it, was, it was the making of that short film that I was like, this is what I should be doing. It's not mm -hmm. a hobby. It's not a side gig. It's not about my acting. I want to be making movies. <clears throat> I want to have, I don't want to wait for someone to give me a role and audition and tap dance and prove myself. I can actually create something. So wow. it, was, it was after that experience, I was like, I don't want to be in the English department at Columbia. And I quickly pivoted and applied to the film program, the MFA program at Columbia. And with that short film, as you know, as part of my portfolio, I was accepted. And that really changed the entire trajectory of my life. Wow, it sounds like it. So you were in the English, just to, to, to summarize it, because there was a lot going on, right, at that <laughs> yeah. moment. Like, I mean, how you speak about it, it's, it's, um, it really takes us back to that moment when you were in that English department working for that renowned professor, but just somehow felt, okay, something's missing. I need to, to change something. And, and you mentioned it was always about storytelling, right? So there were, were also a lot of things that were there. And that's what, what, you know, Peggy and I noticed um, with our clients as well when we talk about transitions. It's not like everything is totally, you know, wrong and, and, and needs to be changed. There's a lot of things that are, that are keeping, you know, us and, and, and our listeners to, to, to just continue with the status quo. So, so what made you like really, like when did you pull the trigger? Like what made you pull that trigger? Um, you know, again, I, and I, I don't know that I can, um, pinpoint that exact moment. It was just what I made the film. It, 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 it awoke something in me that I was undeniable. And I knew that the modality of storytelling that I was engaged in, in terms of academia and, you know, thinking about, um, you know, being a professor for, you know, in English or comparative literature, again, exciting. And, and it really kind of pushed some of my buttons, but it didn't, it didn't spark all of them. And I, and mm. I think it's, um, you know, because what you said, it's not about, it, it's, it, I think when we go through these transitions in life, there's something that's always informing us. There's this thread mm. that kind of persists throughout our lives. Mm. And, and we're constantly kind of hearkening back to, or being led by that, you know, by that thread. And it's, it's, there's something that, that, that is, um, it's a, it's a theme or it's a, it's some, so whatever that, 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 that kernel of an engine is, you know, it's, it's what informs who we are and who we become. And it's, it's, it's all kind of interconnected. Um, so, you know, again, what you said, it's, you know, about storytelling that has been, um, that's been the thread for me. And it was first, it was acting itself. And then it was, you know, the, the study of literature and the, um, analysis of literature. And then, but it, but, but my, what kind of, um, the amalgamation of all of the disciplines and interests for me 
they coalesce in filmmaking and that mm. is storytelling and that is the spark of creation it's collaboration it's 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 uh it's um contemporary it's you know i mean it's mm. it's relevant it's it's something that not only you brings people together to actually create the thing but it brings people together whether you're in a movie theater or you're watching it on your phone or your tv and your family and it's it's what brings culture together it's what um it's the conversation we're all having and our ability to be kind of self-reflective as a species you know like how do we how do we learn it's through storytelling it's sort of one of the most ancient <laughs> you it know was yeah. ancient tools that we have and and you know and so i think when i when i made that short film and i and i knew that that was the path and i was you know i i i, I was i was so pleased that i got into the program at columbia because i i learned so much about the practical aspects of filmmaking but i was also had incredible mentors and opportunities coming out of that program and and i actually am an adjunct professor in that program now so i've kind of gone back and now i'm teaching students uh, while amazing. i'm still producing yeah, yeah who would have thought that in that moment when you were with your friend right and having this this <laughs> crazy idea of making this film this short film and And I guess I, I love what you say around, you know, having this, this idea, which somehow this making that first step, right? Like taking that first little step, who, which somehow is connected to the bigger theme, which yep. often we don't know what our bigger theme is, right? So a lot of, you know, yeah, a lot of um, listeners out there were like, well, I, I have no clue what my theme is. So it's also about exploration and finding that theme and just trying different things. And then, but out of that moment that you described, like having this, you know, random that idea, let's just create something. And then a couple of years later, yeah. And then, then of course, that taking those steps and, and nurturing those those skills and, and, and then finally coming to that level of mastery. I mean, that's, of course, takes a lot of work. And I know you're such a hardworking person, right? <laughs> So I'm not surprised that 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 now you also teach others about about that um, about that mastery. Well, it, you know, it's interesting because I think that um, you know we do the best with the information that we have at hand, right? At this mm. moment, like you said, we don't we don't know what's you know ten years down the road or where this is going to lead us. But um, I, I think that you know that when you having the ability to listen to yourself and create mm. space in your life where you're not always, it, it's, it's kind of this balance between pursuing certain goals and also just living and being, and that connects you to your instinct um, mm. and, and allowing that voice to be, to be opened up and to be heard and just, and, and it, it may sound these the kind of crazy you know suggestions that it gives you at times but it is it's it's that thing that you're like oh okay well I, maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna try that and see where that takes me this moment I'm really compelled by that and I I don't I don't have a five-year plan for it but there's something that's really genuine and that speaks to you and and that in and of itself it somehow harkens back to that thread yeah. right that that gives yeah. us the opportunity to allow more opportunities into our lives. And yeah. so, yeah, I think. And then yeah. following that lead and making space for that kind of gut feeling and say, and of course, and, 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 I mean, as you described, it's easier when you're in your mid twenties, right? Because there's, there's um, maybe less to worry about, um, less responsibilities and different, less roles that, that we have in, in that point of life. Um, but still like, were there any moments of doubt 
that you had? Oh, oh yeah, still. No, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> of course. I mean, when I, you know, the, the film industry is not easy, um, mm. for sure. But it, it was interesting. I, I, I had more moments of doubt um, prior to my choice to go into the film industry. And, you know, I had doubt when I was acting and I doubted myself all the time. And I knew that I was talented, um, but it, it just, again, it just didn't, it was like a coat that didn't fit exactly. And it was, mm. you know, and so I, I kind of kept searching. Um, and it's very true. You, you can make different, you can be more open and make more decisions and open more doors, you know, when you're younger. But, but I think that's part of the process, right? I think it's part of that we, you know, that there are all these kind of roads in front of you and, you know, you can explore a lot of them, but it kind of always comes back to the same road if you're listening to that instinct. Mm -hmm. um, so in your 20s, you know, I'm flinging open all the doors and then, you know, again, the acting wasn't really, it was great. I loved it, but it wasn't really the right fit. And then academia was the same thing. And then, and then when I got into the film in the film program, I think I doubted myself certainly in the program itself because, you know, it's the best and the brightest and, um, and, and you're being taught by kind of legends in the film industry. And, you know, and, and so you, you say, well, am I good enough? Can I mm. keep up? Can I compete? So it's this your is own inner critic that's, that's, that could get, can get in your way. Exactly. Mm. And then, and then, you know, and then when you start working, it's, it's, it's not always easy to stay in the game um, mm. in the film industry and, and being a woman, there's definitely uh, challenges around that. But, it, you know, there, I think we've overcome a lot in, in the time that I've been involved. Um, but I think that there were for me, like, once I discovered you know, I went into the film program, I was like, oh, maybe I'm going to be a writer director. And I didn't know that I wanted to produce. And it was, it was my professors that recognized something in me in terms of how I was working and what I was doing. And mm. they really took me under their wing and, and gave me incredible opportunities and gave me a scholarship for producing and kind of pushed me in that direction. And then once I for me, the, the light bulb went off and it was like, this is who I am. This is exactly what I, that I should be doing, what I want to be doing. And I don't want to do anything else for the rest of my life. Mm. Um, I love teaching, but it's like, I want to produce. It is the perfect fit for me. And if I can't do it, I mean, I, I will literally like beg on the streets if I can't wow. produce. Like, that's all I want to do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. No, that's amazing. And it's so nice how you describe also that everyone needs a little bit of help, right? So, oh. so that you receive that help. Um, that is really cool. So last question, what advice would you give our listeners on their transitions? Um, I mean, I think that you, again, you have to listen to that inner spark, whatever's mm -hmm. going on inside of you. And sometimes you're going to explore something that, you know, it's, it, it doesn't lead you down the road that you want to go to, but you have to just get out there and play a little bit and, um, and, and listen to, you know, what is inspiring you and what interests you and what curiosity you have. Mm. Um, and, 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 and allow all the information to come in. So, yeah. you know, if you're, if you've got that in that, that inner engine and, and you go, you know, try something and it doesn't work out, then everything is a learning experience. I mean, I don't, mm. I don't believe that anything, um, you know, it, quote unquote, you know, just failure is I, I, for me the best, um, the best uh, teacher. And, um, you know, I think that you can try a lot of things out. And 
um, you know, and, and just see where that takes you and see if it resonates with you. And if it continues to come back to you and open up other doors, and if not, then maybe kind of just stepping back and looking at it from a, a different perspective um, and trying it from, you know, like <laughs> if it's storytelling, you try it from this perspective, that perspective and, and see which one might be the right fit. Yeah, no, that's, that's so true. And there's so much learning in just what you, you said. So thank you. Thank you so much, Blythe, for, for your time and for sharing your journey and being so open and uh, about it. Um, and yeah, and I think um, this is it for this episode. So goodbye, okay. everyone. <laughs>